this is Genoa. And this is Yusuf. This is in flight entertainment. <laughs> hey guys, so uh, we're in the throwback of our movie, our not Christmas buffer films. You know, we doing a week where you know, yeah, you know, if you don't want to do the Christmas movies, we we got something that's not Christmas that you guys will enjoy. And the theme is you know, heist adventure type movies. And today we're going back to. T- 2003 uh, with the Italian jab. Yes. Um, so before we dive into what was happening in 2003, this movie stars sort of Donald Sutherland, uh, Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> Edward Norton, um, Charlize Theron, Jason Statham, Seth Green, uh, I think that covers it. Yeah, uh, most definitely. Oh yeah. All oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, can't forget that you can't forget about the demolitions guy. Well, right, <laughs> and the token black guy. Yeah, that too. <laughs> oh, yes, like Jenna said, two thousand and three. Uh, this was released May thirtieth, to be exact, two thousand and three, and two thousand. Wait, wait, right. right? And and it is a remake of a 1969 or 1970 movie. Mm-hmm. Starring the Michael Caine, if I'm not mistaken. He was an old, uh, original one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, good one also. Um, and with, like, it will, we'll talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, old and new, you know, as, as we go along. Uh, but 2003. What were we watching? Here's what we were watching. Uh, going from five to one. <sighs> the Apprentice was number five. Uh, <laughs> number four was Friends. Uh, three, of course, American Idol Revolution. Number three was Wednesday Night American Idol. And number two was Tuesday Night American Idol. And number one, C to the S to the I. Yes, I was number one. So this is before Miami dropped. When did Miami drop? Like the next year? CSI so Miami. Um, I feel like that was maybe 2005, a couple years after. Okay, yeah. So yeah, uh, we had that. And oh yeah, summer 2003. Yes, it was the song Justin Timberlake, Rock Your Body. Yes. This <laughs> song was everywhere that, that summer. Yes. <laughs> it was, yes. I do remember that. Yep. Wait a minute. Was this the this was the song with the Super Bowl nipplegate, right? Between him and Janet, right? Wasn't she wasn't they singing the song and then the uh, whole... I, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, uh, yep, this was the song because there was a Super Bowl halftime show with Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, and I think they were singing this song. And, you know, the whole, they were doing the whole dances together. And that's when Justin. Shirt. Yeah. And the whole, you know, the, oh, yeah. black, black women's nips. Oh, God, the world's about to come to an end. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, it was all bullshit, in my opinion. Uh, anyway, so back to this movie. So what's the synopsis on this? I know. Uh, according to IMDb, which again, I feel like they're doing a half-assed job on their descriptors. Um, 
It says, after being betrayed and left for dead in Italy, Charlie Crocker and his team plan an elaborate gold heist against their former ally. Uh, yeah, they could, they could, they could, they could juice it up a little more. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> it's to the point. I mean, it's definitely a good roundabout you know, synopsis of it. Sure. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have to, but without like, without. Hmm. Really knowing the movie, I don't know if I'd actually want to go watch it based on that descri- description. Uh, I mean, I don't know who Charlie is. Here, here's what um, here's what uh, Rotten Tomatoes how Rotten Tomatoes describes it. After a heist in Venice, Steve turns on his partners in crime, killing Safecracker John and keeping all the gold for himself. The rest of the team, including leader Charlie, driver Handsome Rob, explosive man, left ear, and tech geek Lyle vow revenge. They enlist the help of Bridger's daughter, Stella, and plot to recover the gold from Steve's Los Angeles mansion. Yeah, no, that's a rude, that's a full, you know, illustrious breakdown <laughs> yes that make you want to yes watch it most definitely uh, now this film was directed by F. Gary Gray and F. Gary Gray don't get as many flowers as he should get now I just want to break down F. Gary Gray's uh, filmography so he started out doing music videos right so you know I think, he, I think, he's, I think he's from South Central no, I'm sorry. No, he's in New York. He was born in New York. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he started out doing music videos for a lot of, you know, South Central folks or LA people like Ice Cube, Cypress Hill, Coolio, uh, Dr. Dre. Uh, he did some video. He did a video for Outkast, Queen Latifah, TLC, uh, Brandy. Babyface, Whitney Houston. Yeah, he was doing the damn thing. His film debut was this little film that, I don't know, you probably heard of. It was called Friday uh, with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Then he followed that movie up with Set It Off, which we reviewed. Um, Definitely check that one out. Uh, The Negotiator, another overlooked great thriller with Samuel Jackson. Uh, a man apart. I forgot all about that. that's the one with Vin Diesel, I think. Right? Yeah. That was. Yeah, I, I don't remember that movie. Yeah, that was pre-Fast. No, this was after Fast and Furious. That was like his third or second movie outside of Fast and Furious. Uh, and then Italian Job. Now we on this 2003. So he's been around. He's been he's been doing a damn thing, and he took on. A remake of this heist movie uh, that we're about to dig into. Yes. So, as the uh, Rotten Tomatoes descriptor highlighted, <laughs> this movie starts in Venice, and we meet a number of safe crackers that are in Venice to re- to to rob. A wealthy person of a bunch of bars of gold, um, and they do sort of a um, what's the thing where you put the ball underneath the cup and you move it around? 
Uh, which, uh, the, uh, what's the name of it? I'm about to say bait switch, but it's a specific name for that, you know. Um, but also, it's a bait and switch. What they do at the beginning to um, steal the gold is in that they knew that they would be caught. So they have um, a boat as a decoy, leave the the house where they've been robbing it. Meanwhile, there's like the scuba diver guys underneath that are actually stealing the gold. And so they all think that they got away with it. Um, and this is where we're, we meet the leader of the pack, uh, Donald Sutherland. And his second in command, uh, let, who is Mark Wahlberg. Charlie. Charlie. And he's sort of grooming him to take over everything. <clears throat> yeah. And so after they go and win their big heist, they're off to celebrate, and this is where they get double-crossed by Ed Norton. Yeah. And Ed Norton, through this entire movie, he plays, like, the best asshole ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you go to look into, like... I remember when this movie c- came out that this sort of made the rounds mm-hmm. and in all of like the, the movie press and it to the point where it's still on IMDb trivia is that Ed Norton didn't want to do this film. He was only doing it due to contractual obligations, not choice. Mm-hmm. And so his character where he had to play an asshole was basically him playing himself. <laughs> Well, hey, he, he he channeled his energy to the role and he did an amazing job. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a he's he's been known for just in real life for being one, so it works out. I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh John is pretty much left for dead and Charlie and the rest of his crew survives this double cross slash murder attempt <laughs> to the crew. So, you know, they flee and we flash forward, I guess, a couple of years later where uh, John's daughter, Stella, played by Charlie Steron, she's kind of like, she she has a business, right, to like make sure safe, uh, like security systems are uncrackable and things like that. I think that's what she do, right? Yep, yep. She's like a security expert in businesses, safe companies, cops. uh, Hire her to come in to see if a safe can be cracked. And her job is to show them where all the weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, And at this time, Charlie uh, alerts her uh, to the information that they found Steve and Steve is, is in LA. Now, actually, uh, Stella is in Philly, if I'm not mistaken. He's, she's on the East Coast somewhere. Uh, and Charlie is like, Hey, we're going to take, I'm going to take him down. I need your help. I'm going to steal the gold back. You're the best safe cracker, you know. And, you know, Charlie's, of course, at first is like, Get away from me. The reason why my father, you know, got killed doing that job, you know. And yada yada yada. Um, so after a while, she's like, "All right, I'm in. I want to take Steve down. Let's do this." So now we're in a sequence where we get the band back together, and then it's a sequence where uh, Charlie 
kind of talks about each person in the crew and it has like a quick maybe like 30 second to 20 second kind of cutaway of like their personality and what they have done before meeting up with everyone. Yeah, which I have to say, that might be my favorite part of this movie um, is them doing a quick like, this is how this person got their nickname and this is what they're known for. Um, uh, like Handsome Rob, he's known for driving fast and all the girls falling for him while he was doing a high speed chase in LA. Left <laughs> uh, ear is known for blowing up a toilet in school and losing his hearing in his left ear. <laughs> I forget what Seth Green was. Oh, was he, known. No, he was, he was, he was known as a Napster. Remember? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a funny ongoing thing throughout the movie with him, because he said that I forget the actual, what's his name? Parker uh, stole yeah. his idea and took it while they were in, they were roommates in college. So he's like, he's the real Napster. Right. And the re- the reason why he named it Napster is because Lyle was sleeping uh, when Sean Parker stole the idea. <laughs> yeah, he was taking a nap. <laughs> so, yeah, like I say, it, it, it was a funny, it was, yeah, it was a very humorous stuff between all the, the, uh, the crew that give them personality that, you know, so it was like you like each of them because they, have this specific thing and gripes and stuff like that. And they find out that Steve not being creative with his, the riches he stole, bought one of everything that the crew wanted. Like, you know, Hansel Rob wanted an Austin Martin vanquish. And then lo and behold, you know, Steve's driving up in an Austin Martin vanquish. And, you know, Lyle wanted this awesome stereo. And, you know, they stake out Steve's place and what do we have in his in room? It's awesome stereo and stuff like that. So which pisses everyone off even more. <laughs> which I found was uh, pretty interesting. Um so then we go into you know, the sequence where it's time like Charlie is the brain, so planning stuff, you know, and then there's sequences where you know Hansel Rob is kind of doing recon, which is one of the best scenes. It's like, okay. Well, I need you to do recon and see how long it takes roads to get to certain places and it cuts to traffic jams. I'm like, yes, 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 this is yes, this is so true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the thing with LA traffic jams is that it, it allows you to uh, listen to podcasts. Or call your family while you're like sitting there doing nothing. So you just sort of start to accept the traffic jams. But if you're trying to do a heist, mm-hmm. it can really be in the way of planning things. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Or you have time in this movie that the person in front of Hansel Rob was going over his lines before his audition. You know, so he was just. You know, to the point where he wasn't paying attention to the lights and stuff like that. Uh, like, yeah, this is. It, it, it was only time I moved to LA that I got that scene. I'm like, I said, this is some brilliant writing. Like this, <laughs> like, like this is amazing. It's like, yes, you could not get out of LA via car if you're being chased and you're stuck in traffic. Yeah, which is, I know, I feel like 
I've never actually seen this on the news or on TV. It might be because I don't have local TV, but I feel like LA is also known for, for televising their car chases. Um, every once in a while on one of the apps that I have, I do get alerts that there's a car chase happening, but I've never actually seen one in LA. Yeah. Like in like in real time or in real time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank God. Cause that's not a good, that's not good to see. Jason <laughs> in real time. We actually there like just, just watch it from the bird's eye view of the police helicopter and all that. Well, even like, even on TV, I haven't seen it in real time. Oh really? Yeah. It's a YouTube video after the fact. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting. It's what it's one of those like you can't keep your eyes awake because you're trying to figure out like how's it gonna end, you know? I mean, you got like your drunken chases where like they're not going too fast and they're kind of cautiously doing a U-turn. So like, like all right, they're gonna get that. That's not that's not exciting. But the the side was all the scary ones. They go like ninety and you know cutting through red lights stuff like that. Like that. Yeah, that's 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 the action right there. Right. And you, right. And, you, and you hoping that that car don't plow you know through any people or you know buildings or anything like that. So. Yeah, I do have to say I'm like growing up in South Texas <clears throat> and then living in New York. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen so many people run red lights as I have here in Los Angeles. I feel like most of the time it's a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, or just being assholes. Like, you know, you just stop. I mean, I can see if you're like, you know, your car is in motion when the yellow turns. Like, okay, well, you have to clear it because you're about to, you know, you're in yellow, right? You, and you're almost across the, the street but it's red and you still like eh, and you still going like that's that's yeah well i'm talking maybe it's just my neighborhood over here but i'm talking about where it's been red for a bit and then a car comes up to the stop slows down at the stoplight and then keeps going oh one of those like <laughs> like they'll look left or right like no traffic is going to the opposite way they just go ahead and drive for like a stop sign so they treat the stoplight like a stop sign Yes, yeah. I see that a lot in my neighborhood. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, you know, people, I guess, bad places to be? I don't know. But I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, but, unless, unless you're in the heist, then I can understand what happened. Yeah, but the benefit of having someone like Lyle on your team is that he programmed all the lights to turn green, so that handsome Rob wouldn't have to run any red lights. Exactly. Yes. And with all of this stuff happening, uh, Steve and all his Steveness kills his contact that he was selling off the, the gold to. So <laughs> this complicates things because uh, it's a Ukraine. It, like it's the cousin of a Ukrainian mob boss comes in looking for his cousin. Uh, and now they're thinking that it's Charlie and his crew that murdered the, the Ukrainian boss's cousin. So now, now they got this thing to worry about on top of, you know, getting back at Steve. Uh, so that kind of heightened the game. So Charlie and his, you know, under uh, the spirit of John that passed away, he's kind of learning, you know, 
what to do, how to improvise, how to come up with an idea to stick with the plan and ultimately get away with things, you know. So it was like jazz. They were improvising when stuff was coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they had to use Lyle, Lyle's tech, you know, tech, tech, tech genius or an abstract tech genius. Of course, you know, we had Hazard Rob, you know, with the wheels, and we had Leftier with the demolition. So, so Charlie is like, okay, all right, this could be a good thing. This could be a good thing. Like, we just do it like the Italian job. Now, when you watch the beginning of the, you know, when they're in Italy, how they get their goods, they're going to replicate the same thing. So they, so he said, we just do it like Italian job. And you, Try to figure out at first what I watched when I first seen it in theaters. I'm like, okay, how are they gonna do that? Like they were in a building in Italy and it was and it crashed in water. Like, I don't like because when he said it all to my mind, I'm like, how they, how's that possible? And then, you know, you see how they do it. I'm like, okay, that's pretty, that's pretty genius. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like asphalt logistic, whatever aside, it was pretty. Wanted to see that. <laughs> yeah, and and I feel like um, that opens us up for some really amazing driving. So, which I feel like the, for uh, the director F. Gary Gary, this was like a screen test for his future directing of a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, um, and. And also, I believe what the, like many stock and minis went up. How how many percentage after this movie? Because everyone wanted a mini after watching this. One. Yeah, I wanted well, a mini. It made minis look like they were like fast and fun and sexy, um, which I, I guess to some people they are. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like they just they're like a step up from a VW Bug in my mind. <laughs> yeah, they look a lot cooler than a Bug. Well, yes, but yeah. And race here. Like Mr. Bean and stuff like that. <laughs> Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah, see, he should have been in that one also. Um, yeah, and so, you know, we see, and like I said, this is 2003. So, like Jen was saying, it was a lot of awesome driving, actually, you know, stunt driving, you know, actual, you know, driving through the city streets and, you know, through the viaducts and, you know, LA River and around golf, driving through golf courses. So, I mean, it was some good, legit stunt driving in this movie. Um, yeah. And, and all of the actors did their own driving. Um, and there was no special effects in this movie. It was all practical. The only set that they actually build, so they used all of the, the Los Angeles, Los Angeles streets and golf courses and everything for this movie was the subway tunnels. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where the heli- there's a helicopter chasing the cars that goes underneath like a bridge or something. Yeah. Um, and that was all done. And like, they had a real helicopter go under something. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. God bless like the, the helicopter pilots. <laughs> it's uh, aerial Flyers, you already want to call them because wow, I mean that's like really low clearance. <laughs> like, 
I mean, yeah, they, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's like if you if you bring the helicopter just like a couple inches up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, it was as far as as far as you know, I guess redos or reboots or re whatever. I mean, I'm definitely I could definitely put this up there in the category of like redos or remakes that was uh, that was actually done right because you know it, it it kept it kept the excitement of you know the older one and and it modernized it and it made it and it made and it made the the heist element of the story like fresh to me like you know and before fast and the furious kind of plucked it and, and did crazy shit with it. This was kind of more of a grounded, you know, you know, we're planning it, we're going over it, we're going over it twice, three times, four times. <laughs> you know, we got to set it up and then we're going to do it, you know, like a heist movie. It was good. But the added bonus is you had the, this awesome car chase at the end, you know, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so I haven't seen the original one. Uh, I do know that like the minis are a throwback to um, the cars that are used in the original one. Um, but that's about all I know of the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I would tell people watch the original one too, because that was pretty fun also. Um, but, you know, what they, you know, what F. Gary Gray did, you know, with bring, like bringing it to the now and kind of modernizing it and, you know, and also the cast. I mean, this is really good cast in the movie. Like the whole crew is solid. I mean, even even antagonist like General Steve Edward and like was just amazing as the freaking like asshole. Because it's like every time you see him, like oh god, please like take him down, take him down. Yeah, he he killed Donald Sutherland. That bastard, kill him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know he was like an asshole on set, and and like he didn't want to be there, but it it was perfect for his character. So I guess that all all worked out at the end. Yeah, and he had the asshole kind of like the douchey mustache. Like he, yeah, he like he looked like someone you wanted to punch in the face, and someone you know you can see like yeah, he would totally turn on his his people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and this, so this is our first t- first movie that we get Jason and Charlize in a movie together. Uh, they were back together in Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't get away from Fast and Furious. <laughs> well, uh, oh, yeah. uh, some of the like, so all all of the actors in here had to. Uh, do stunt driving because they were driving their own minis. And so some fun facts about that. Mark Wahlberg said it was like driving a, the mini was like driving a souped up (laughs) go-kart. Nice. Uh, Charlize apparently was the best driver out of all of them. Of course. Uh, And Jason, he actually went and got some additional driving tips from an F1 driver. So he was he was just using it to like connect to the F1 world, which I don't 
Because that's awesome. Yeah, of course. You know, like, have a way you can maneuver that bad boy. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's awesome. And like the year before, he was in the movie The Transporter, uh, which is also another fast car driving type of movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely his proverbial vehicle far as movie wise. Uh, as you know, it was like him driving, him fighting, him fighting, him driving. And like, <laughs> and repeat and repeat. If he's not outside a car beating ass, he's inside a car, you know. Going driving. fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should pitch that to Jason. Like, you know, it's that kicking ass inside a car. Like, <laughs> Oh, you should just see if you know anyone from Universal and <laughs> see you can make that their tagline for their last Fast and Furious and see if you can pay from it. <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> if the family isn't outside the car kicking ass, they're inside the car going fast. <laughs> so yes. Well we'll shoot them. We'll we'll tag them on Twitter and let them know they we have their next tagline. Exactly. Hashtag family, hashtag cut us a check. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our uh our ratings go um as on the couch, uh it's, it's a good watch. You dig it. Um uh put on your shoes, cop play going outside, meaning that you know you might be doing laundry, making cookies, you know, on a Zoom call or something while it's on the background. You Kind of not really in it, kind of in it. And last but not least, worst of the bunch is go outside. Like, I'd rather go outside, get trampled by COVID reindeers than stay in here and watch this damn movie. I mean, for me, it's sit on the sofa. Uh, is it rated, is it rated R? No, it's PG-13. PG-13. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you, you could easily watch it with a family. You know, it has some fun action um, and some funny lines, like describing what fine stands for. <laughs> probably states with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought, I think it's a fun movie that holds up almost 20 years later. Agree. Yeah, <clears throat> agree. Yeah, and sit, sit down. To me, sit down. Two bus down. And for me, like, rewatch it again, one, it made me appreciate, like General mentioned, like the, the practical, uh, the practical or the practicality of it. Like, you know, it was real stunts, real driving. The stars, uh, the, the stars of the movie were, you know, driving. It's like, it was the authenticity of what you were watching. You know, we don't see that as much anymore. And then when you go back and watch this stuff, it's like, damn. Like, this is really cool kind of thing, you know, knowing it was an actual person in a helicopter trying to clear that low bridge and, you know, people driving and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And plus, the story was really tight. I mean, it wasn't any to me, it wasn't oh, it wasn't any moments that dragged. like every scene kind of was necessary to move the story forward, be in dialogue or you know, uh, revelation or a plot twist, something like that. Like it never stalled. And I think I, re- well, I really appreciate that about this movie. Like it, it moved every, you know, since the, from the opening to, you know, them in Italy and the transitions over to Pittsburgh, it grabbed Charlize and now they're in LA. Now it's time to do the thing. Like I, I really like the pace of this movie. I never paid attention to it, but after watching it again, I really appreciate how the movie moved, you know. Uh, so yeah, I, I dig it. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a nice, quickly paced movie. It doesn't feel like it's two hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have, I would say, my my like one negative is they do bring in like a couple of random characters. Um, like I know why they have the the guys, the pawn shop dude and mm-hmm. his family, but then bringing in like the bit really big uh, gangster dude sort of is that whole scene sort of felt like it wasn't necessary. Um, but like, I get it. It was, it was sort of making it fun and, and silly. Yeah. Oh, tiny. Yeah. 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 Yeah, When you see tiny, he's not so tiny. Yeah. (laughs) No, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. But yeah, but the good thing about, like I said, the pacing of the story is like, it it don't linger long enough for you to, but to really, like get to you it's just kind of like all right then it moves on we gotta, now we in action kind of thing you know? um, yeah yeah so there you have it the italian job 2003 um if you want to do a triple feature you know watch red notice uh that we review tuesday and then you can follow up with the 69 or 71 i think it's 69 italian job and then last but not least due to 2003 they're all great heist movies all fun you enjoy it nice exciting stuff uh and we'll see you guys next week when we're gonna get back onto our christmas uh movies <laughs> Uh, yeah, till then, we wish you safe physical distancing and keep wearing those masks and get your boosters. Yes.